heaven. So I want us to be in agreement that the rest of this service, you know the praise and worship was good, but let us believe that the rest of this service, God will speak to you personally in a way that your, your life will be more conscious of God and that people that are viewing with us or will view later, that God will speak to them and, and they'll want to step up another level. You know, uh, uh, there is a cook I used to uh, repeat. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but Emerald. Emerald. And he used to, in his cooking, he would say, kick it up another notch. Bam. So, you know, uh, I, I, that's, that's my philosophy. Kick it up another notch. Bam. <laughs> Come on, kick it up another notch. Bam. There you go. You say, well, that, what's that got to do with Jesus? Well, we're just going to bam for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> then I was down in Mexico in a huge church there. And when I say huge, it's about 4,000. And they've been our friends for years. And I've been there at that church probably 15 times, maybe more. And, um, and the pastor calls me probably two or three times a month and uh, he is an American pastor but he's lived there now he and his wife for probably 35 years and we've been friends for longer and uh, of course they speak Spanish and uh, now and it took them a while to learn to speak Spanish but they did but I was there preaching that in their church one time kick it up another notch bam I said that several times in my message and when I did um, and when I did, uh, the, the worship leader wrote a song about that. <laughs> and it was some kind of song. I mean, it had Jesus. It had all kinds of words of faith in it. And now every time that I go there to speak, the worship leader always sings that particular song. I don't, it, they sing in Spanish, so I don't know what it says except when it gets to bam. <laughs> Anyway, it's good to have you here this morning, you that are viewing by the internet. Thank you, and maybe you that's watching on Facebook, you can share it with someone else. And I, I think we're having a little bit of problem with uh, one of our apps on the iPhone. So uh, the people that's got iPhones, are having, we're having a little bit of problem of getting people there this morning. But just go to Facebook or something like that, and you can find it. Or Anyway, let's just have church. Father, I thank you for your goodness, for your love, for your mercy. Oh, God, I'm just so grateful that somehow I've uh, turned my life to you when I was young. Thank you, Lord, that you called me into the ministry to minister and to help people and to preach the word. And thank you, Lord, for... All the things that you've helped us to do around the world and the people's lives that's been touched. And we ask this morning that this will not be just another service and another sermon. But God, this will be a time that your spirit will flow freely from one to another. People that are here in the room, people that are somewhere in the world will be touched by the Holy Ghost. That there will be a divine connection take place in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. You know, I often say that if I can connect with you, I can communicate with you. But if I can't connect 
with you. There's no way I can communicate with you. But if I can do those two things, connect and communicate, then I have the opportunity to encourage you. I have the opportunity to impart to you what God has put on the inside of me. And so many times, you know, when we come to meetings or people are watching meetings, their minds are so far away from where they are instead of being focused on what they came to church for. And if we can really learn, you know, uh, that it's not coming to church hoping that it'll be over in 45 minutes, hour, hour and 15 minutes, or trying to make it long. I don't try to make the meetings long. I don't think the longer we stay in church, the better we'll be. That's not my, my thinking. But sometimes, you know, uh, the Holy Ghost might just want to, He might want to deal with us and brood over us a little longer than an hour. He might want to brood over us over two or three hours, you know. Uh, you know, people go to, I, I saw a commercial last night about the monster trucks. You know, I don't know. I, I've never been to one of those events. I guess I'd like to go. I don't know. And watch them big old trucks run over one another. And, uh, um, well, Chad, maybe you can find out and you and me can go to, if, if you would. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, just like watching them. I've watched them a little bit on TV. I just, they just tear things up you know and that's I just believe we're just supposed to be the monster truck running over the devil amen, amen. but my point is if, if that I don't know if they go over time or not but if they do people don't mind if they go over time and you know when there's a football game a basketball game a baseball game and it's really close people really sit there and they get focused when the scores get real close you know, when they're far apart, people don't pay as much attention to, to all the plays. But when the score gets tight, I mean, they're down there neck and neck. And, you know, they may be three points or two points apart. Or, or if it goes into overtime, people don't say, oh, I'm not going to watch this. No, no, they want to stay and see who's going to win. So why can't we be that interested in God and His Word when we come to church, even though... We may not sing this particular song, um, even though the the lighthouse. <laughs> they give me a message on the thing, so I got confused here. Uh, where was I? Stay a little later if God moves. So I'm not saying we're going to have a long service today or a long sermon. I'm just saying I, I believe God wants to move. Amen. Amen. And uh, anyway, the message to you that are out there, the iPhone is working now. So um, just click the links that somebody's that I've sent to that asked me for the links if you're watching or trying to watch. If you're trying to watch, you can't hear me. But anyway, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You know, I got a, an unusual title this morning, and I'm going to ask you, what is God doing? What is God doing? And I, I think a lot of people don't really understand what God is doing. They think He's just in the heavens, just being God, just sitting there. 
letting all the trouble go on and us run about and do whatever that that one day God's going to show up but God is alive he's active he's very much aware of what's going on in the world and what you and I are doing and so we should not take him for granted now we don't have all the answers somebody uh, asked me just recently you know um, is it God's will to heal and um, they talked about how they had been in a conversation with someone about this well you know what here's my deal I believe it's God's will to heal everyone I really do believe that but you know if a person for whatever reason never receives that in their body and they go on to heaven whoever they are if it would be even me you know they didn't lose they won because they got to go to heaven of where they were living their whole life to be I don't know about you, but I'm not living till I, I, I die. I am going. I'm doing that, but I'm not living just to die. I'm living to go to heaven. Amen. I'm living to walk with God and serve God. So I want to know what God is doing, what God is saying. He tells us in His Word what He's saying. So we have His Word to go by. But the inspiration for my title actually came as I was watching a webcast with Sid Roth. And, um, and I like Sid Roth. I like to, to watch Sid Roth and some of his guests that he has on because he does talk about the supernatural power of God. And I believe that's one of the things that we have gotten away from in the Pentecostal arena or charismatic or word of faith. It seems like that the supernatural power of God is not what we're really uh, believing God to do today. But I believe that God's super on our natural, when God puts His super on our natural, I believe all kinds of yokes will be destroyed. And I still believe in the supernatural power of God. But as I was listening to Sid Roth, he had three different guests on and they, they had many prophecies about the year of 2019. And, you know, as I've said before, I'm not one to seek particular words for a year. I know there's many, many people, and I'm not critical of this. There's many, many people that they'll start praying in December, what's the word for 2019? Well, you know, whether I get a particular word or not, I have the word of God for any year that begins and the word of God as I just said uh, quoting it it's alive and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword what the book of Hebrews says so whether you get a personal word from a prophet or you get one yourself that's not <coughs> that's not the important thing however as I was listening to these different guests that he had on and as they were speaking, I was very um, interested in uh, what they had to say. And um, I, I believe in the prophetic ministry, but I'm not sitting around here waiting for somebody to give me a word to be encouraged. 
I want to say that again. I'm not waiting for somebody to come and put their hand on me or point me out in the congregation. And that, that, that's happened to me a lot of times. And uh, I, I've received the word. You know, I remember uh, sitting at uh, Brother Copeland's uh, a few years ago and I was on the front row. And Brother Copeland had preached for about two hours and 45 minutes. And my little skinny back end... Uh, you know, it had gotten uh, tough after, after the first hour and a half. And it, it started moving from side to side, you know. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, I, I love everything Brother Copeland's saying, but, you know, my, my, my mind couldn't comprehend everything that was going on because my bottom was just too uncomfortable. <laughs> And um, anyway, I, I sit there and listened as much as I could. And at the end, Brother Copeland said, Don Clowers, screamed out real loud, Don Clowers. And boy, did that get my attention. I thought, wow, he's going to rebuke me right here in front of everybody. He's picked me up that my buns is hurting. And uh, anyway, I, I, I'm sitting there and I jumped up. And I'm thinking, what in the world am I going, what am I going to do in front of all these people being rebuked? And he was started speaking in these real strange tongues, you know. And, and then all at once he began to prophesy. And when he did, he gave me one of the greatest prophecies I've ever had in my whole ministry of what God was going to do in our life and ministry. So I believe in words from God. Don't misunderstand me. I believe in the prophetic. I believe in the nine gifts of the spirit that's recorded in the book of Corinthians. And so what I'm saying, what is God doing in your life? We need to be aware. Is God wanting us to move forward? Does he want us to be entertainers? What is God doing? You know, uh, and the one thing that inspired me uh, as I was watching this webcast, one of the speakers gave the scripture that I used in my series, uh, making the rest of your life the best of your life. And you may remember that scripture or you may not. So since you do or you do not remember, I'll just remind you of that particular scripture. And it's Matthew 6.33 and it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. And so when that speaker used that particular scripture, obviously it got my attention a little bit more and I focused in more on what they were often uh, what they were predicting and prophesying about the year of 2019 and all of the stuff that's going on. But, you know, uh, as I said, I, I'm not led by what someone is saying. I take that into account and, and judge the prophecy with the word of the Lord. I, I still believe in prophecy. I still believe in, in the gift of tongues. How many of you still believe in the gift of tongues? Now, I want to tell you today and, and our uh, people watching, I don't have a lot of points to put up today. i got scriptures I'll get to if I can. But I'm preaching to you mainly out of my heart this morning more than I am. Uh, 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 I, I do have a message put together. But whether I get to it or not, I, I'm telling you there's something burning on the inside of me that I believe that God wants us to, t to step up to another level and see His power manifested as never before. You know, 
I, I only want people on our team that believe what we believe. I don't want some people in here on our team that does not believe what we believe. Because when we come together and if one believes one thing and one believes another, we're scattered, we're divided, we're not together. And the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be in agreement? So I'm saying today, I want the Holy Ghost to come and us get in an agreement and let's believe God for something big to happen in our lives personally so that we can take it to someone else, not so we can just enjoy it on ourselves. Is anybody here? Amen. You know, I was, I was talking to Pastor Al the other night and, and as we were discussing in the conversation, we were talking about uh, the term closer to God. And we, I, I, I said something to him about closer to God. And, and, and you know, we all use that phrase, maybe, I don't know, but we use that phrase from time to time, I just want to get closer to God. Well, actually, uh, you can't get it. If you're born again, you can't get any closer. You can't get... <laughs> You can't get any closer to... That that was that redneck part coming out. (laughs) What? Yeah, I'm just done done plumbed. I just plumbed in it, didn't I? (laughs) Now, you know, uh, if you're born again... If you're born again, you can't get any closer to God than you already are because He lives on the inside of you. Is that right? But it's a sincere word. It's a sincere terminology that we use. We want to get closer to the Lord. Actually, though, the, the more appropriate thing would be to say, I want to be more conscious of God. I want to be more sensitive to his presence and his power. And and the more you and I will yield ourselves in that direction, the more sensitive we will become and it only comes through seeking him. And one of the things that will happen when we seek him, there is a greater awareness of God living on the inside of you. You know, uh, many times people are so caught up, many times, uh, and I have to say that I have gone through it myself, people are so caught up with what's going on around us in the world or what we are personally going through that we lose that consciousness of God. And I want to tell you something. If you're going to watch ABC NBC, CBS, CNBC, all of these networks, if you're going to watch them, you're going to hear so much drama and deception. You're going to hear so much stuff coming through there that it's going to take your mind away from what God is doing and all you're going to see is what their mouths are reporting and what their mouths are saying and they're looking for ratings. That's all they want is ratings. They're not interested in accurately, uh, not accurately uh, telling the truth. Oh, thank you for your overwhelming response here. Uh, uh, you were almost Pentecostal there. Now, as I said, uh, we need to be more conscious 
of God's goodness. And when we are, we'll know what God's saying. We'll know what God's doing. And when we hear a word of prophecy from someone, and if it does not agree with the word of God, our spirits somehow will not connect with that. I don't want just words from somebody. I want the word of God to explode on the inside of us so that when we get up in the morning, the devil would say, Oh no, they're awake. Amen? See, the more we seek God, we will think and act more like God. The more we, we seek God and, and think and act, we'll act more like God and we'll do things right. Amen? You know, somebody was asking, telling me about a, a situation they, they was with a, with a very, very important person. And, and it, was, it was ironic that they got put in the place to be with this important person. And this important person asked them, uh, what would you do if you were in my situation? And this person that was telling me that, they said, I wanted, here I am talking to an important important person if I called the name of the important person it's an entertainer you'd know who this entertainer is and uh, anyway I, I can't get into the subject matter but this person said I had to tell this person the truth not what that person wanted me to say and you know what folks the Bible says the truth will make you free the truth will make you free. I often tell people if, if we'll tell the truth, we won't have to remember what we said. Because people that tell lies, they can't remember what lie they told. And so many times when you say Christians tell lies, yeah, unfortunately Christian tells lies. Now the question that we should be asking God today, I want to remind you is, what are you doing, Lord? What are you doing right now? What are you doing in the world? Uh, what do you want me to do? And then you should say, Lord, what's my part? I want to be right in the middle of what you're doing. I want to be listening to your voice. I want to be sensitive enough that I can hear your voice. I can know your voice. Not all the voices that's in the world. There's many voices in the world. But there's only one voice from God. And that voice from God will always point you in the right direction. Amen. See, if you listen to the right voice, you won't be always listening to the voice of the flesh because that voice of the flesh can be so loud. <laughs> I think the voice of the flesh sometimes actually screams out loud. I know my flesh sometimes that voice gets so loud I just have to say shut up. Amen. Shut up. Amen. I'm tired of listening to you. I've listened to you for 76 years. Yes. You got nothing good to say most of the time. All you want me to do is think of me. Yes. Somebody say amen. amen. You know 
uh, when I go through the Bible and I read Matthew 11 and 28, and he said, come to me, come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, he says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. If we're in the world and we're listening to everything that's going on in the world, that's a heavy yoke. That's a heavy burden. And you can't, then the Bible says a house divided against itself cannot stand. So you, you know, you, you can't be listening to the voice of the flesh and the voice of the spirit at the same time. You can't drink from the bitter water and the good water. You got to have the right voice coming into you your life all the time and rebuking and resisting the wrong voices you know Matthew twenty two twenty seven. 27 it says love God with all of your heart with all of your might and with all of your soul oh. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. if you seek me you will find me if you search me with all of your heart if you seek me you will find me if you will search for me oh somebody help me out here today I'll tell you as I said I'm coming out of a message from my heart not not ABC one two three today I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is saying it's time for us to realize we're more than just human beings but we are spiritual beings we have the power of God we are a spirit we have a soul we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body and let's let that spirit man let him begin to flow out of us in to our soul and into our bodies so that everywhere we go we are demonstrating Jesus Christ to the world. Amen. Oh sure there's a lot of trouble in the world. And it's not just in the U.S. Yeah it's going on all over the world. And you know obviously if you turn on the TV and you try to watch a program, there's so many hard-hearted people there anymore. And, and I'm telling you, the, the media, the media and whoever gets bothered at me, you know, you know how to turn it off. You know how to, you know how to turn it off. But you, the, the media, if you try to sit down and watch a show anymore or to, uh, something, all they're going to do, they want to promote gay, gay people together, gay people kissing on television. They want to do push all of this. Well, folks, we got to make up our mind which side of the fence we're on. And, and, you know, we tried to watch a movie the other night and it had that word in it. And I just got so disgusted. I said, I didn't, I'm not paying for this just to be, we weren't at a movie, we were at home. But I said, I'm not going to sit here and listen to this because I've got better things to listen to than somebody use a bad word in my house. And they said, oh, it's just language. Well, Paul talked about it. He said, don't be using filthy language. Don't be saying things like this. But being, say words that's got power in them. Say, Jesus said in John 6, 63, my words are spirit. My words are power. My words are life. Let's get the word of God in our heart and in our mouth. Whew. I got to slow down. Feel that Pentecostal guy coming out. Feel that tent preacher coming out. Let's go get a tent. <laughs> no, we don't need the tent. 
Sure, there's hard-hearted people against the gospel. But you know what? I don't care. Well, I use the word I don't care. It doesn't matter how many hard-hearted people they are. No hard-hearted person or multitudes of hard-hearted persons can stand up against the power of God. Amen. We should not step down one bit because people are hard-hearted in the world and because of the prediction of the news and all of the things that people are saying. We don't have to live in fear and be discouraged, but we can learn to see with God's sees. And we can learn to hear with God's ears. I never said that before like that. Never ever said that. But we can learn to see through eyes that's pure. Ears that are pure. And when we see things through God's eyes, when we hear things through God's ears, then we're not afraid. We're not discouraged. No matter what's going on, no matter if our best loved one goes to heaven and, and they're young or they're middle-aged or they're old, we don't get mad at God. We just say they won. You say, well, no, it's not that. No, I know it's not that. Even we already been through it, and I know. You don't get over it overnight. But I'm telling you, somebody going to heaven is not a bad thing, folks. Somebody going to heaven is not a bad thing. You hardly hear messages preached about heaven or hell anymore. But I'll tell you. When somebody dies and they don't know Jesus, if you could get to them and ask them, is, is, is hell real? They'll say hell is real. You know, we read the parable about the rich man and he went to hell and he saw, he saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom and he said, will you just come and touch my, will you just get a little bit of water and touch my tongue? I'll tell you one thing, just reading that parable in the Bible is enough for me. I don't have to find out and have all other questions. I know there's a hell not to shun and there's a heaven to gain and I'm on my way to heaven. Out of two or three songs right then, but I won't try to sing them. <laughs> Old songs. See, God knows about the stubbornness of men. Uh, he knows what they're doing. He sees those that mock him. Uh, he, he sees what's going on. But what, see, see what the deal is. And I say this, and, and if it sounds if it sounds like I'm critical, I, I don't intend for it to be critical. But many people are trying to do things in the church to appeal to the world and act like them. Are you here? Yes. Well, why do I, well, if I act like them, I'm, I'm them. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Yes. So God, I'm not, I'm not being... Religious here, or feeling like I'm better than anybody else. I don't. I, I got. I make mistakes like everybody else, but and I miss the mark. But what I am saying is, I'm striving, folks, to make heaven my home. 
And and when I say to make heaven my home, that means with my whole heart, as I quoted the scripture to you, I'm in Matthew, I'm seeking, I'm seeking to be more like him in my thoughts, in my words, and in my actions and everything that I do, I want to be more like him. And you know, some of the stuff that's going on in the world, and these people are 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 well known, whoever they may be, you know. They're, they're doing what they're doing and they got a lot of power. But you know what? So did Saul. Saul had a lot of power. And he held the coats of those that stoned Stephen. But one day, one day, that light shined from heaven and knocked him off of that donkey. And it changed his whole uh it changed everything about him and he started seeing from a different perspective. So I'm saying to you right now and I'm predicting and prophesying that some of these high and mighty are just about to get knocked down off of their donkey. Somebody said, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, you just don't know about it. I've been talking to God, and I know what He's doing. And He's saying, I'm moving in the earth, and no man can stop me. No man has ever been able to stop me. Even when Adam and Eve sinned, I didn't stop being God. I was still God, and I made a way for Adam and Eve and for the whole world for them to come back to me. So you can't stop God. You can't stop God. Now, I'll just be honest with you. If I look at the circumstances today, I'd say this is just too big. It's way beyond my faith for all that's going on and for some of these big mouths that we have on the media and and that's doing all they're doing. I'll tell you one thing. I'd say it's too big for me. But I'll tell you one thing. It's not beyond God. It's not beyond God. And he said all things are possible. With God all things are possible. You know folks it's time that we. I just feel like picking this thing up for a minute. And just holding it here for a God's going to pick some stuff up. He's going to set some things down. He's going to shake some things up. I said he's going to pick some things up. He's going to set some things down. He's going to shake up some things. So let's you and I quit sitting around and saying, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. Well, ask God. See, folks, I'm aware we're not a mega church in here. This little chapel here, I love it. I don't want it to grow much more in here. Somebody says, what a terrible thing to say, Pastor. Well, there again, that's an exit right there. I'm not being mean. But I don't want a big congregation together anymore. I like the big congregation, what I'm doing right now. But I want you to know me. I want to know you. I want you to know Al. And I want you to know Tommy. You know, I want us to come together in agreement. I want us to stand on that rock. Upon this rock. I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not stand or come against it. Folks, we're building right here. I'm not saying we're better. But you know what? Mega doesn't make you better than small. 
Somebody said, you're just saying that because the church is small. Well, I believe what you want to believe. See, I, I know every one of your names. Now, I know I'm not saying that's what pastors have to do. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to make a point that some people think mega uh, big church is the only place where God is. And I say this without slamming either or being uh, saying the wrong words. Sometimes mega is entertainment center. An easy message. Sometimes. I'm not against the, the fog and the smoke and, and the lights. But I just want no frills. The Holy Ghost. Well, I don't know if I got the same amens or not, but... I just believe right now that we're going to see multitudes of life being changed. See, God's ordained experienced life church in what we're doing right here. I mean, we've got room for a few more. And I'm, I'm, I, I want you to invite and some of you, if you're watching nearby, come on over. Come on over. Come on and visit. This is not your place for you. Then don't say See, I'm not afraid to say what I'm saying. Somebody said, well, you wanting me to leave? No, I don't want nobody to leave. I just want people to step up. We're going to kick it up another notch. Bam! See, don't look at the numbers here in the room. Don't look at the number, because right now we've got thousands of people viewing and I'm believing that these thousands that are viewing are going to get on board with us. Amen. That's why I want you and I to be in unity first. Amen. See, if you and I are in unity now, if you and I are in unity now, now, we're in unity, we're in one. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You know, I want more numbers, and, and, and you know, I can, I can get on a jet tomorrow, and I can be somewhere speaking to thousands in one congregation. But I'm choosing to do what I believe in my heart God wants me to do. But don't look at the numbers here to judge the manifestation and how big God is and His power. God can manifest Himself through just a small group as he can a large group. When Saul was riding down the road on his donkey, he was proud. Look what I've done. I'm, I'm killing the saints. I'm taking them to jail. But you know what? God just slapped him upside the head. <laughs> Knocked him off that donkey. And he didn't. He wasn't proud anymore. Let me tell you something. The power of God, I believe, is going to be stronger and stronger in our midst as we unify together, as we come, and as you see the vision that I see. Uh, and I will say this. Satan has fought my vision before I launched here in September. But First Peter 5 and 7 and 8 says... Cast your care on him because he cares for you. For Satan goes about seeking whom he may devour. 
So when even before I launched the vision of experienced life, Satan come and tried to steal the vision out of my heart. He tried to attack my body, finances and other things. But you know what? I know he was defeated 2,000 years ago. So here I am. February the 3rd, 2019. We launched in September of the 9th of 2018. I'm encouraged or more encouraged today than I was in 2019. Satan hadn't stopped fighting, but I haven't quit working either. See, he's not wearing me down. I'm going to wear him down. Now, let me just tell you something, folks. I ain't planning a few years ago to be doing what I'm doing now. I did not plan this. Our son, Tim, was here with us for years. and, And really, he and I worked and prayed, and I just believed that God was raising Tim up to take over and for Pastor Sharon and me to gravitate on down to Florida and get us a condo and look out our window at the beach every day at the ocean and come back every now and then and then travel the world as I had um, have opportunities all the time to go in places and speak. But you know what? Um, I started praying and God said to me, he said, I don't, I don't, I'm not, it didn't, didn't work out for Tim. He, he, you know, he moved to Washington and that was a good time for him in Washington. And then he came back here. And when he came back here, I thought, well, you know, after a year or so, he'll be. But all at once, he, you know, he met this woman in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> and so Knoxville, Tennessee called him. Really what Knoxville was it? It was... <laughs> It was Jackie that called him. Now, whether that's all God or, or, or him and Jackie, I don't know. And I've, I've accepted and believed it. And they're doing great what they're doing. They're doing a great work for God. And I'm not asking and praying God to send him back. I don't do that. And he has no desire to come back. But I, I really thought that's what was going to happen. But you know, God had another plan. Yeah. See, he wasn't ready for me to retire. You know, and it's all right for people to retire, but don't work for retirement, folks. Don't work for retirement. See, some people are working for retirement. Don't work for retirement. Work for God. And it's okay to retire on a job, and it's okay to get that. I'm not against that, but when you retire from your job, that just gives you more opportunity to do what God's got for you to do. Oh, I can I mean, tell you really got excited about that one. See, as I said, what I'm doing today when I say I, you and me together and what we want to do, and we're not doing all yet that we really have in plans to do. We're not doing that. We, we're, just, we're just touching the surface right now. But one of the things, you know, that I talked uh, with Al the other day, Pastor Al, and one of the things we was talking about, he said, Pastor, what you're saying is it's, it's a no-frills gospel. You know, we're not Aldi's now. Y'all know what Aldi's grocery store is? Well, we're not Aldi's. We're Central Market. 
So don't don't put us in that class because I say we're no. He says we're no frill. We're real. See, we're 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 not lights. We're not fog. And I'm not against the lights and the fog and all of that. But but what it is, I'm wanting us to <clears throat> come back just down to being serving God without having to have all of the flair to have us enjoy coming together. Let's come and be in the... I'm not saying that stops the power and presence of God, but I'm, you know, I, I, I'm just saying that praise and worship is not warm up from the message. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm praying our, 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 our worship gets so explosive and powerful that, you know, I don't even get to preach sometimes or whoever is up here. We don't even get to preach that the move of God starts taking place as it did in the scripture when it said the priest could not stand to minister because of the glory of God. Now, I'm not just saying stuff, folks. I'm believing with all of my heart that God is doing something in the world. But what's happening, many Christians are focusing on what the news is saying and what's going on in some of the churches and the failures that ministers has had. You know, Adam fell. So because a minister falls, that's got nothing to do with God. Thank you. You really, you really got that one. See, just because a minister falls, that's got nothing to do with God. Well, I never believed that would happen to them. What? Adam and Eve did it. So when somebody falls, instead of it letting you, you be torn apart, pray for them. And you step up another level. Kick it up another notch. Bam! Amen? Amen. Now really, what I want to do is I want to stir the hearts of people to be used of God more than you've ever been used in these last days. Not just make a living and have some tithe to pay and an offering to give. But I want you to be the vessel. See, some people think it's going to come through the mega church. Well, I'll just say this. I appreciate the mega church and many of these great men and women of faith are godly men and women. So I'm not criticizing them. But the mega church has not changed all this garbage I've been talking about. People are, the, the morals of people are, are, are lower than they've ever been in my lifetime. Not all. Not all, let me qualify, not all, but in many parts, and our millennials today, our millennials today, they, it's, 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 it's sometimes disappointing in that we have not passed down to the millennials. They should be doing greater works for God than we are. Is anybody here? But I, I, I want to... I want to see individuals strong in their faith where they're not just existing and, and just getting by, but every day they look forward to every day so that they can <clears throat> be a testimony. Uh, many of our prophetic men and women are prophesying the great revival and they're saying that it's going to be the greatest thing that we've ever witnessed. <clears throat> Well, it's going to be more than lights, 
fog and good music and, and a good message. A revival is going to be people running to God because something supernatural is changing people. See, I'm not critical if that sounded critical of the mega church, then I apologize. But I'm not being critical of the mega church. I'm just saying the mega church hasn't changed the world. But the power of God being manifested in your life, we can begin to, just like Michael said, uh, his supervisor walked by and said something to him. And all at once he asked him, do, do, are you a Christian? Do you know Jesus is your Savior? Well, you know what? I believe that's going to start happening in, in workplaces. I believe this is going to start happening in supermarkets I believe this is going to start happening all over that the power of God is going to be so strong on people's lives they're going to be so penetrated by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost that right there in the grocery store they'll be laying hands on the sick casting out demons I want to be a part of this great revival and I want to tell you something I just signed a two-year contract with this company that we have that's broadcasting us right now. Not a six months, but a two-year contract. You've got to do a two-year contract. So I just signed a two-year contract, thousands of dollars. So I'm not about to quit. I'm not about to give up. Is anybody with me? Hmm. And you know what? I'm here today because I really believe this is what God wants me to do. And that's why I want you here. I want you here because, not because your grandmother went here. I want you here because God wants you to be here. To be a rock. That you're standing on that rock. You know E.V. Hill. I quote him several times. He said I'm on that rock. And he said uh, sometimes I may sway and I may bend. But he said that rock will never move. God is making some rocks in here. God's making some people to stand on the rock in this room. Some of you that's viewing, God's getting some people that's saying, I'm not going to bend. I, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I may bend, but I'm not getting off of the rock. Hallelujah. See, God's giving me a vision to tell people, <clears throat> don't just seek for enough money to retire. It's okay to retire. But seek Him about what He wants you to do with the rest of your life. Amen. What does He want you to do? See here, here again, let me repeat. I really thought we would be in a condo overlooking the ocean. But you know what? It's not even in my heart anymore. It's not even in my heart anymore. I look forward, whether it's Pastor Jan, Pastor Al, or a guest speaker to be in right here. Amen. Amen. I want to experience God's power to be manifested right here in our chapel and it explode to the internet. See, this is where the fire is. This is where I believe the fire is. The fire is among us and the fire gets so big that, that the fire gets so big it's not just smoke but it's fire going out 
over the internet and wherever people are watching in the internet their lives are being caught on fire by the Holy Spirit and their mind is changing their conversations is changing their words are changing and they're talking like God they're acting like God everywhere they go they're saying something happened to me something changed me you know There used to be a time in Pentecost we actually cast out demons. Did you ever see anybody cast out demons? <laughs> really? But today instead of being cast out demons it's got a name now. And it's something. I know people need counseling. I'm not against people being counseled. But most of our churches, they got counselors on staff, and we used to right here. I'm not against counseling because I know there's a lot of dysfunction in the world, and a lot of people need to know how to live even after they get the Bible. So I'm not against counseling. But I tell you, most of them need some deliverance too. See, if they get delivered and then counseled, but if you get counsel in without deliverance, you just go back to what you were. But if you get that demon cast out and get the right counseling with the Word of God, then you can live. But if you, if you, just, if you just get counseling, you still got the same old spirit. <laughs> what do you do with Mark 16, verse 17 and 18? And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we need to be ready and filled with the overflowing power of God. Have the oil burning on the inside of us that any moment we'd be ready to cast out demons. I'm going to tell you a story. I remember once I was in Greenville, South Carolina, and we had about 3,000 people sitting under the tent that night. And I was behind the platform, and we had quite a setup behind our big tent. There was 3,000 people sitting out there waiting for me to come and minister. And... and uh, I, did, I always, I, I would go in my meetings. I didn't make a grand entrance, but I, for some reason I hadn't gone in. And there was a woman there with a beautiful young uh, daughter there, maybe 19 or something. I mean, a beautiful, she was absolutely beautiful. And her mother said, she's got demons. And I want you to cast, I brought her tonight to cast out demons. And I thought, well, Woman, you're the one who got the demon in you. This woman's too beautiful to be having demons in her. I thought that. You know, you can think lots of crazy things. And so I began to converse with them just a little bit. And she said, you know, sometimes that spirit gets on her and her face becomes just like a bulldog. And, and it, 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 you could take a picture of her face and, and put it by a bulldog and she looks the same. I thought, I said, yeah. To the mother, I said, aren't you exaggerating just a little bit? I said, this woman's just too, this young woman's too beautiful. She said, now, she said, Pastor, she said, I'm telling you. And I don't know, we kept conversing there for a little while. And you know what? 
all at once that spirit manifested and that woman come and bit me on the face. She put her teeth right in my, my jaws. No longer did I make light. Okay, how beautiful she is. She had some demon spirits in there. I mean, it broke the skin. And if I hadn't started speaking, and she'd have probably took a hunk out of my, my face. But you know what? I just began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And when I did, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command this demon spirit of anger. And I don't all remember the words that I spoke. Well, you know, she started just doing worse and worse in that face and started barking like a bulldog. Somebody said, now, now that is weird. That is just weird. You're just really out of your lane now. Well, it happened, folks. Demons was being, and, and it may not be manifesting in people the way I'm talking about, but demons manifest, and we need the power in the church. And when I say in the church, not the room here, you are the church. So when Satan shows up, instead of you letting him bite you, you let the power of God in you cast out the spirit. Well, she started acting just like a bulldog and just barking and growling and carrying on. And, but you know what? I called a couple of my men over there with me to help me out or they come running over. And, and when we did, we helped her and we prayed and I just would not stop. I was a few minutes delayed getting to the platform. But you know what? I stayed till those demon spirits finally came out of that young girl. And she become more beautiful than before. And they came back to that meeting every night. <clears throat> and then they stayed in touch with my ministry for years. And that girl lived a normal life. Not because she was counseled. But because demon spirits come out of her. Now I want to reiterate again. In case somebody just turned on. That I'm not against counseling. But we need to be. Again, doing what the Bible says, having the power of God in our life and ready to cast out demons. Is anybody here? Well, I want to try and wrap this up now because there's so much more I could say and I may just, well, I can't next week. We got a guest, but uh, another thing when we begin to Press in to want to know what God's doing and hear His voice and be sensitive to Him. Our conscious, our conscious will become stronger about the things of God. It'll be a warning to you when you're stepping in the wrong direction, when you're going the wrong way, or you're about to make a choice, or do something, or say something, your conscience will be a warning to you. And one of the things I believe that has happened in the church is people have become dull in their conscience because they hadn't fed it properly. See, our conscience functions like a skylight. The skylight doesn't have any light. It just lets light in. Our conscience is a skylight. It doesn't generate its own light. It only can shine on what's in your belief system. See, whatever's in your belief system, that's what you put in your conscience. 
So your conscious reacts to your, to your belief system. So if your belief system is dull, there is no conscious to shine on you and say you're making the wrong choice. Here's, here's, here's my second thing that I'm putting on the screen outside of my, my scriptures. Feed your life with God's word. Give accurate information to your conscience. You know, in 1984, an avionic, avionic, I believe I'm saying that right, airlines, it was a Spanish airlines crashed a 707 and it, it hit a mountain. And unfortunately, everybody on that airplane died and the plane was scattered all over this side of this mountain. But finally, they found the black box. And when they found the black box to hear what the conversation was that was going on before the uh, accident took place so they could reconstruct what happened. And as they was listening to the tape, they had this alarm and discovery <clears throat> because they heard what was going on in the cockpit. And, and the computer was saying in English, pull up, pull up. Pull up, pull up, pull up. Well, the pilot said, shut up, you foreigner, and turned the switch off. So the next thing that happened, <clears throat> they impacted the mountain and everybody died. What a parable of the way our conscience is intended to work. How dangerous it is when we do have a keen conscience not to listen to it. See, conscience isn't a body of information. Conscience is, is only a warning device. Our conscience, if we fed it right, is a warning device. It's a voice that'll say, pull up, pull up, look up. Pull up, look up, pull up, look up, pull up. Stop doing the wrong thing. Don't do that. Stop. You're headed for a crash. That's what our conscience does if we feed it the right thing. Yes. Now, as I said, as in wrap up, as you read the Bible, you can read about conscience. And the Bible speaks of several different ones, but I'll just mention them as seared conscience. In 1 Timothy uh, 4 and 2, a seared conscience. Now the Spirit speaketh especially that in latter times some shall depart, depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, and on and on and on. And it goes on to say a seared conscience. Well, there may be people out there today, and they are, that's got a seared conscience. But because people have a seared conscience, that's not going to stop us from having a clear conscience. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about a weak conscience. The Bible talked about a corrupted conscience. And then he talks about a good conscience. And the way we keep a good conscience, the way we keep a good conscience is spending time in personal prayer. And it's good to have corporate prayer. Spending time in the Word. 
having the right friends and having right conversation. Going to church not because you feel like that's religious or something you need to do, but because you want to go and worship God and be with other believers. Being a tither and being a giver. Now, as I, as I finish here, something big is in the making, folks. God's got something big in the making. And I feel like that because of what we've gone through, and especially when we go through things in our bodies, Satan tries to wear us down. And when we go through things financially, Satan tries to get us to accept, well, this is going to be the way our life is going to be. But you know, something big is happening. <clears throat> and God has promised in the last day He's going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. And I believe God's given His people that can handle it. I believe He's going to give them more money than they've ever had in their life. The people that can handle it, but you've got to be ready to handle it. And that's why I'm saying, uh, I'm saying so much about the conscience. People said, well, when they got money, they went bad. No, they didn't go bad when they, had money. When they got money. Money just showed up what was in there. <clears throat> but I'm telling you, Something is in the work. Something is in the move. And I know it. And, and last week I, I, I spoke on the power of the seed. And if you were not here, listen to that again. You that is watching, if you didn't hear it, go back and listen. And you that are here, listen to it again. Because we need to be more seed conscious than need conscious. See, if we focus on our need, our need, our need, our need, our need, there again, then we lose we lose what God has for us. We don't know what God's got for us because it's my need, my need, my need. So, I believe this. I believe this. That we need to be asking God, what seeds can I sow? What are my seeds that I sow? You, you, if you don't have the money to sow, <clears throat> Joyce Meyer one time some 30 years ago, she said, when I prayed for her, before she was in the ministry, she, she said, God told me to plant a seed in your life, but I don't have any money. I don't have any money to give you, but I, I thought, oh, <clears throat> so what are you going to do? And so she pulled off her rings. You've heard me tell this story. Well, she sold those rings. I didn't want to take them. But she said, don't get excited. They're not real. I, they've lost the real ones on the golf course. These only cost $17. <clears throat> Just the other day, she reminded me of that. Well, you know what? She doesn't wear $17 rings anymore. She didn't wear that anymore. So what kind of seed can you plant? I'm not saying in the service what kind of seeds can you plant in your children what kind of seeds can you plant at people at work what kind of seeds can you plant in your family wherever you are and, and you know I love Acts 2035 it's more blessed to give than receive somebody said, well I like the receiving part well don't we all but the more seed we have the more receiving we will have too See, you say, well, I planted seed and it didn't come back. Well, do you think a farmer, if he plants some seed in a row and it doesn't come up, does he think next year he says, well, I'm not going to plant any seeds in this row? No, the farmer will 
plow up again and he'll sow again until he reaps a harvest well that's what God wants us to do is keep sowing <clears throat> I'm going to finish with this thing that happened to me the other night I was watching watching somebody on the internet the other night and I didn't even know they knew I was watching and all at once they called my name and um, he had a lot of people viewing his webcast and um, if I mention his name many of you would know him and I don't you know I don't get as I told you I don't get caught away with words but just like that with Kenneth Copeland that day I didn't know he knew I was watching because he had all these people on Periscope, Facebook, YouTube. I don't know all of the different things he was on at one time and he was watching, trying to watch the screens and had other people watching the screens and all at once he started talking to me. And he said, Don Clowers, he said, I want to stop and pray for you right now. He said, God wants to give you five different streams of income. Now, I could have made light of that. And whether it's true or not true, I heard it. And I need streams of income coming into the ministry to give streams out. See, I don't want to just do one thing. I, I want to, you know, I, I, I want to do a lot of things for God in my later years of life. And I need different streams of income. You need different streams of income coming in. See, people that's on Social Security, uh, sometimes they settle for that and they don't sow out of that and, and they get stuck and they never get out of that box. But folks, ooh, the anointing is so strong on me right here. See, I could have made light of that minister and said, oh, he's just going on. But you know what? I took it as a word from God. And he prayed over me, and I took it as a word from God. Now, you don't have to like the person that's given the word, if it's a word from God. But I took it as a word from God. I thought about it, and I thought, well, you know, but, but over the last couple of days, I mean, it's been stirring up. And I'm start saying, God, I just believe there's five different places and more that you're going to start bringing income to experience like church. And to the people in experience like church. See, that wasn't just a word I believe for me. But Tommy, I believe it's a word for you. I believe it's a word for you, Myrna. Come on, everybody, let's start believing God. Hey, I'm not stuck where I am. This is not my source. God is my source. My seed supplies my need, not my income source from wherever it's coming from. Folks, this, I'm anointed. I'm anointed right now. There is a power right now that's so strong. Somebody, God's telling you to get out of your comfort zone and quit looking at what you have as your only way to get by God is the one that's going to take you into a bigger place. See, if I go to heaven before, I'm, I'm, not going to, I'm, I'm not going to just die in poverty. I'm going to leave my kids and my grandkids stuff. Now, that's another message. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. See, now, we're on like cast. And did you know we're using three channels only two hours a day or two or three hours a week? We have seven channels on Lightcast. We could be broadcasting 24 hours a day. Seven channels. They're just sitting there. 
because I had nothing to put on. And I need more staff. And that's where the Satan has fought us. To try to keep us from having the correct staff that we need. To put together what God's told me to put together. But you know what? Satan tried to beat me up this week. Tried to discourage me. Tried to say to me, you know, it's not going to work. But you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't that prophecy that came from that man I was watching on TV. It wasn't that prayer. But it was a number of things. I was watching that Sid Roth and I was praying and I was reading my Bible. And we were reading one morning, I don't remember what it was. And then she stopped me from where I was reading and took me out of my Bible study and brought me in hers. She started preaching to me. Oh, thank you, Lord. I like it when God anoints her and, and she starts preaching to me. I mean, she preaches to me all the time. <laughs> but I like it when she preaches the word to me. <laughs> and she started preaching to me that morning. And she started speaking God's word. She started speaking God's word. And so I want to tell you something. When she started speaking God's word to me, something started rising up. So I went back then, and I got back that prophecy and prayer that that minister gave me. And then the things that I saw on this program, I started articulating in my own heart how God is saying to me, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. Thank you, Jesus. Get into 300. 300. And ran off an army of 135,000. One can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand to flight. What can we do in this chapel? What can we do in this room? Alan Linda Rowan, you're not here by coincidence. You're not here because of a change that took place and and you just one Sunday morning showed up here. We've been friends since he was 17 and I was 18. He pastored a big church up in the north. But you're not here just because we're friends. You're here because this is a divine connection. Folks, there's... Somebody cover that clock up on me for a minute. No. It's just that, it's just that I know. We're, it, it's, it's like... It's like I can feel it shaking. I can feel the power of God saying to you, it's not over. It's not over for you. It's not over for you. It's just beginning. This is not over for you. I'm moving. I'm moving. Ask him, what's he doing? He's moving in the earth. As I said, all the bad stuff that's going on. People want to focus on all the bad stuff that's going on. 
I want to focus on what are you doing, God? What are you doing? And I, I just turned 76. Do I act like I'm 76? No, because I'm so anointed. The Holy Ghost is so powerful. I just believe it's coming up out of you. I believe he's going to change some attitudes. I believe he's going to change some things. Elisha, they sent a whole army to get Elisha. A whole army. A king sent a whole army to get Elisha. Somebody said, oh, that's the Old Testament. Yeah, it was. When that whole army come to get Elisha, and the servant said to Elisha, what are we going to do? He said, fear not. They that's with us is more than that's with them. So when you hear the news, when you hear the news and they start, you say, there's more with us. I mean, you can't outnumber the angels. You can't outnumber the angels. You can't outnumber the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You can't. I got a hush, but somebody, somebody help me here this morning. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. We can't, we can't get discouraged. We can't grow weary. This is the time for change. This is the time to pull up, pull up, pull up. Pull up. Kick it up another notch. Bam. Grace Ella saying, thank you, Jesus. She's in Florida this morning, but she's right here with us. Isn't that something? Folks, I got to quit, but don't, don't let your circumstances be what guides you. Greater is he that's within you. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Hmm. How would you put this chair up here for me just for a moment? Thank you, Lord. Just face it towards the congregation. Thank you. The Holy Ghost is in this place this morning. And I believe this is a divine moment from God. I do. I believe this is a divine moment from God. And I do believe there's something super natural happening from this moment on that we're going to be taken into a, a new dimension. And Rosa, I want you to get ready for the fire to fall. I want you to get ready for the fire to fall. Joy, Tracy, who else joins in? Ernie, get ready for the fire to fall. Get ready for the fire to fall. I mean, you know, we need it. God will give us another facility. I just, I'm not just confined to here, but I only want to make the moves that God wants me to move. 
because when fire starts, you can't keep people away when fire starts. Come on, church, come on. When the fire falls, when the fire falls, it, it changes things. It changes things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, you just let this fire go. Let it go in every person here, everybody watching God. Let the fire of God, let the fire of God. Let the fire of God. Come on, everybody, just stand on your feet with me for a moment. Just stand on your feet with me for a moment. And let's begin to agree. Let's begin to believe God that there are, there are spirits being broken. The captive are being set free. The captive are being set free. Thank you, Lord. 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 Come on, come on. Press in. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up, everybody. Just pull up. Pull up. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Something's happening in the Spirit. People at home or wherever you are, let the Holy Spirit penetrate your life right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you let go and let God take over? Let go and let God take over. Why don't you let go and let God take over and heal? You let go and let God take over. Let go and let God take over. Why don't you let go and let God take over? And He'll make a way for you. Why don't you let go? That's what I've been preaching all day. She says it in just a few words in a song. She says it in just a few words in a song. And when I'm saying pull up, pull up, pull up. Let God take over. Let God take over. I hope something's stirring. I hope something's stirring. Hmm. Is Charlie here? Did you tell me? Can you go get Charlie? I, I just feel like praying over Charlie right now. Thank you, Jesus. I, I want Flame's children to come down here right now. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just feel like praying over them today. I just feel like praying over them today. Father, I just believe, Lord, that this is a day for them, for you to guide them, for you to watch over them. Every step they take, every move they make. Let the glory of God, let the glory of God move on these children, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Help them to let go and let God take over of their life right now. God, you direct each one of them's path and their education in their direction, their gifts, their talents, and you spare them that the world will not get their minds. Spare them that the world will not get their minds. That their minds will be strong for you. Their hearts will search after you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless y'all. Bless you. Thank you. See if Charlie will come to me a minute. Hi, Charlie. Come come pop a minute. This is our, of course, our latest great-granddaughter. And I just fell this morning that, did I dedicate her? Charlie Rose, she's named, her middle name comes from her great-grandmother. Precious, sweet child. Sweet child. Father, I just felt in my spirit to pray over Charlie Rose. God, that your anointing will penetrate her. That her life her steps will be ordered by you. She'll be kept from harm, from danger. And she'll have a sensitivity to you, Lord. Thank you for her daddy, Lord, that has been raised up in this environment. Help Danny and Chad always shine that light to Charlie Rose that she grows up and fulfills her purpose in life God Chad's footsteps and Danny's footsteps and Lord you see what they've been through this past year but I believe this is going to be a better year a new year an encouraging year in Jesus' name. Isn't that precious? See, this is the way God wants us to be in His hands. He wants us to be just like Charlie is right now. Can I borrow your passy, honey? Can I borrow your passy?
<laughs> like she wants her passage, that's the way we need to want Jesus. Thank you, child. She was ready to stay with me. Now, I know something happened in the spirit. And if I had room, since we got the tables and everything up, I can't do it today. Bring me the, bring me the prayer request real quick. Because we got to do this. And I know we got another meeting here. And Father, I thank you for all the people that's represented in this that's represented in this box. I pray over their needs right now. I pray over their needs right now. The lost loved ones, those incarcerated, those financial needs, whatever the problems may be, I speak life to them today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now you may be seated here and you that's watching want to ask you to sow a seed today and to experience life church. You know, sometimes people say when I go to that Tithely app, I have a hard time. How many, has anybody had a hard time with the Tithely app when it comes to giving? I don't it's so simple. All you have to do is follow the instructions and you can do it and you can give. And so you that are watching and that you don't mind by giving by credit card, I feel like God's really speaking to someone to be a part of this today. He wants you to sow a substantial seed. And if you go to eoglobal.church that they had up and click on the giving app and do what God tells you to do today, I believe there's a special anointing today to reap a harvest, especially if you're going through a, a difficult time. <clears throat> and you that prefer to do it by check, the address was there. Um, you can go to eoglobal.church. You that don't do that, you can send it to the post office box. But right here, <clears throat> bring the cups here and we're going to receive our offerings here. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You do what God's telling you to do. And when you come on down now, and when you do what God's telling you to do. Charlie just brought the offering. See, she's learning. 18 months old, she's learning. She's learning. Remember, next Sunday, Lowell Mims will be with us. He's gone all over the world and preached to the, some of the largest churches in the United States and other places of the world. And he's going to be preaching on the best is yet to come. He's asked me and asked me and asked me and asked me and asked me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next, next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> you in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I will be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later.
to be on Tuesday night with me, LaDonna, the singer. Uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good to me and ask me and ask me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next, next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> you in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me, LaDonna, the singer. Uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the Internet audience. me and asked me and asked me to come so I finally said okay uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday I'll be here <clears throat> you in the audience bless you don't forget Tuesday night Tuesday night Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night and then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me LaDonna the singer uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. Asked me and asked me and asked me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next, next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> You in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me, LaDonna, the singer. Uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. me and asked me and asked me to come so I finally said okay uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday I'll be here <clears throat> you in the audience bless you don't forget Tuesday night Tuesday night Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night and then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me LaDonna the singer uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. Asked me and asked me and asked me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> you in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me, LaDonna, the singer. Uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. 
Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. and asked me and asked me to come so I finally said okay uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday I'll be here <clears throat> you in the audience bless you don't forget Tuesday night Tuesday night Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night and then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me LaDonna the singer uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. Asked me and asked me and asked me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next, next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> You in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I will be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me. LaDonna, the singer, uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. me and asked me and asked me to come so I finally said okay uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday I'll be here <clears throat> you in the audience bless you don't forget Tuesday night Tuesday night Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night and then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me LaDonna the singer uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. We'll be preaching on the best is yet to come. He's asked me and asked me and asked me and asked me and asked me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> you in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me. LaDonna, the singer, uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. Asked me and asked me and asked me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next, next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> you in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I will be here on Tuesday night. 
And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me. LaDonna, the singer, uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. me and asked me and asked me to come so I finally said okay uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday I'll be here <clears throat> you in the audience bless you don't forget Tuesday night Tuesday night Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night and then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me LaDonna the singer uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience. Asked me and asked me and asked me to come. So I finally said, okay. Uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday. I'll be here. <clears throat> you in the audience, bless you. Don't forget Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me. LaDonna, the singer, uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience asked me and asked me and asked me to come so I finally said okay uh, so he'll be here next next Sunday I'll be here <clears throat> you in the audience bless you don't forget Tuesday night Tuesday night, Pastor Allen and I'll be here on Tuesday night. And then LaDonna's coming back to be with me a couple of weeks later to be on Tuesday night with me. LaDonna, the singer, uh, she's coming to be with me. So let's expect good things to happen. Amen. Bye-bye to you and the internet audience.